Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Hannah Harshi, and right now I am just Hannah Harshi. Usually I would have my co-host Harley with me, but we are starting a new little thing where we are going to keep our regular um, Sunday episodes where we break down the game from the day before. I think those are really fun, and that's why we started this podcast. But we realize that sometimes those episodes can be a little bit confusing and go over people's heads if you don't follow su- uh, football super closely. And We are going to work on revising those episodes a little bit more, too, just to make them more accessible, whether or not you follow football. Like, they should be something that's fun and entertaining to listen to. That's the whole reason we created this podcast, is to make it fun and entertaining for everybody. But um, we also realized that we want to be, like, sort of a resource for people who want to understand more about Michigan football. So we are starting these mini episodes that we will do um, sometime in the middle of each week. We're thinking Thursday right now. And each episode will be hopefully like 15 to 20 minutes, not super long. And we'll just be answering one question about Michigan football so that you can listen to it and hopefully have some concrete takeaways. And then going into the next episode or the next game, you'll just have a better idea. So for example, today I'm just going to do a little 101 on the Michigan football players. Um, Obviously, the roster has like a million players. I'm not going to talk about every single player, but just the key names that you will probably see out there every single game that you'll hear people talking about that we talk about every time on every podcast episode. Um, Just give you a breakdown of all of those so that you understand it all. (laughs) Um, And I just want to say also, I'm going to try to keep this pretty... um, like just the big big names just so it doesn't get overwhelming like I don't want to just list off all these names and it feels like school and you don't remember any of it but we did have an episode a few episodes ago that was called like getting you up to speed before the football season where it still wasn't super long it was like a 45 minute episode but we kind of gave a little rundown of everything you needed to know going into the football season and we go a lot more in depth into a lot more of the players in that episode obviously it's a little dated at this point because some players have like gotten injured since then or they didn't live up to the hype that we had um like hyped them up for in the preseason but yeah if you want like a more of a rundown and to all the players um I would definitely check out that episode um so just going right into it I'm going to start with the quarterback position um obviously the quarterback position is probably I mean most teams save for a few um the quarterback is like the most famous player usually like you know he has to kind of lead the team so uh that's the player who also takes the most blame when things kind of collapse um so Shea Patterson has been our starting quarterback all season um he is number two on the field so you see number two out there also a little thing if you don't know this about football there can be multiple players with the same number they're just not on the field at the same time so Shea Patterson is our number two on offense but like our kicker is also number two for example um so Shea Patterson is a senior he was a five star out of high school which a five star is like the best like star (laughs) amount you can get as a recruit um so he was a highly recruited um quarterback out of high school and he actually went to Ole Miss and event uh like initially he played a couple years at Ole Miss and then he transferred to Michigan so that's why he's a senior but this is just his second year here um he was really really hyped up coming into Michigan 2017 was not a good year for Michigan football and we really really blamed our quarterbacks so we were like we're gonna get Shea Patterson in like everything is gonna be fixed and then I think last year which was his first year here um 
he didn't quite live up to those expectations, but no one really blamed him. They were just like, oh, Michigan's play calling isn't giving Shea Patterson an opportunity to live up to everything he's capable of. So it, it wasn't like we're like, Everything was better because we had Shea, but it was like, oh, we're not going to blame the quarterback anymore for the most part. Obviously, everyone has their own take. Um, And then this year, unfortunately, he's just kind of been really underperforming. No one really knows what it is. There have been rumors that he's injured. Like it just also like the entire offense is kind of collapsing around him. So it's hard to know how much we can point to him and be like, Shea, this is your fault. But there were rumors that our QB2, our second string quarterback, was going to get be getting some more playing time over Patterson just because he wasn't performing super well. So going into that, um, Dylan McCaffrey was our second string quarterback. He is number 10. He's a junior. Um, he was a four-star recruit out of high school. And he is pretty famous because his older brother, Christian, is a running back for the Carolina Panthers. So Dylan comes from a family of athletes. They say this literally every single time he goes on the field. The broadcast will be like, he comes from a family of athletes, but his mom is the real athlete of the family. And it's, yeah, so family of athletes, Dylan McCaffrey. Um, He was really, really hyped up. I think there's like a saying that the second string quarterback is the most popular like person on every campus because like they haven't messed up yet and no one's ever happy with the starting quarterback unless it's like, I don't know, Tua. So, um... Yeah, Dylan McCaffrey has been hyped up for so long. I remember his freshman year, my sophomore year, when we had John O'Corn, Milton Spate, and Brandon Peters. Everyone's like, put Dylan McCaffrey in. Um, And he, unfortunately, got a concussion against Wisconsin. I don't know how long he's out. I don't know if they've said that, but doesn't look like he'll be playing because of concussion protocol. Otherwise, I think he might have been starting next week um, over Shea. So that brings us down to QB3, which when you're down to your third string quarterback, that is never good. Um, Joe Milton is a sophomore. He was a four-star recruit. He is number five. Uh, I mean, he's shown flashes of potential. I not even I wouldn't even call it potential. He just hasn't played very much. So every time he's been out there, like there's never cause for alarm. It's just all the speculation around Joe Milton and whether or not he's good. Anyone who has too strong of an opinion about Joe Milton, like just don't trust them because there's no reason to have a strong opinion about Joe Milton yet. So, uh, he might be, I mean, I would, I would venture to guess that he will be getting some playing time if McCaffrey's injured and Patterson continues to play the way he has been playing. But like, these are all things like this is what football podcasts are for. People debate these things. So don't like, uh, rely on that too much. And so then I'm going to get into our running backs. And by the way, I think I mentioned this, but I'm not going to go through the entire roster. So like, I'm not talking about like offensive linemen as much as I would love to go through the offensive line and explain it all to you guys. I just think if you want the basics of like which players to look for on the field so that you can most enjoy a football game, I like watching the offensive line, but I'm giving you the players who like the like kind of stars that everyone's going to be talking about and everyone's watching. So Zach Charbonnet is the definition of that or was the definition of that. Um, Last year, we ran an offense where we really, really relied on our running backs. You probably remember Kron Higdon and Chris Evans. Neither of them are uh, on the team currently. Uh, Kron Higdon graduated, and Chris Evans is academically ineligible. Um, so Zach Charbonnet was this freshman who um, they really kind of hyped him up in the offseason, and no one really knew how much that hype meant. Like, he was kind of one of those where it's like, he has enough talent that by the end of the season, he should be getting a lot of playing time, but no one really expected it from, like, game one. But yeah, Zach Charbonnet, freshman, number 24, he started against Middle Tennessee in our very first game and carried the entire offense on his back for two games. It was unreal how like freshmen, 
like freshmen play in football, but freshmen don't usually have that much impact, especially like on a team like Michigan's. You just wouldn't expect a freshman running back to carry the team the way he did. He was just phenomenal, went way above everyone's expectations. Um, we we didn't we wouldn't have won Middle Tennessee or Army without him. I don't know if that's true, but sure felt like that. Um, and then rumors kind of started to surface that he was injured or that he had surgery. Um, I don't like people were getting kind of upset about those rumors because they just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. And it was just people making stuff up for content. But then Charbonnet barely played against Wisconsin. I don't know if it's true that he was injured. You would think if he was as injured as people were acting like he was, he wouldn't have gone in at all. Um, he had like two or three carries against Wisconsin. So it, it kind of seems to me like he's just fatigued because he had to carry the team on his back for two games as like an 18 year old playing against huge college guys for the first time in his life. Um, that's my guess, but it's kind of concerning. Hopefully, um, he's back to full strength against, uh, whoever we are playing Rutgers. Um, cause we really relied on him, but also hopefully we can create an offense where we don't need to rely on our freshman running back as much, especially cause we have such a star studded group of receivers, which I will get into. Um, but other running backs to look for when Charbonnet's not in. Number 13, True Wilson, who got some carries last year. And number three, Christian Turner. Both of them are, like, fine. Like, I don't have a huge, like, a take on any of them, either of them. But Charbonnet was definitely our shining star. So getting in after running backs, we're going to get into receivers, which is my personal absolute favorite position group here at Michigan. Um, our receivers are some of... I mean, I don't know how much my bias is coming in because I'm obsessed with our receiving group, but they're some of the most talented receivers in the country. Uh, and I like I don't know how much you guys know about football, but to like to when you're watching the game, the quarterback will sometimes, most of the time, either hand the ball off to a running back who will run it up or throw it to a receiver. So it's that's the most simple explanation of it. Um, and he, Shea has been handing it off to Zach Charbonnet a lot, but we have. Four receivers who I'd say are some of the absolute best in the country. We have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's number nine, Tariq Black, who's number seven, Nico Collins, who's number four, and Ronnie Bell, who's number eight. Um, We have more receivers than that, a lot more, but those are kind of the four whose names you'll hear the most. And then also Mike Sanrasil, who is a slot receiver. He's a freshman. He's number 19. Uh... Maybe shouldn't have even mentioned that name because it makes it too confusing. He was just really, really hyped up in the offseason, but he's still a freshman, so it will be a little bit before he gets makes more of an impact. But so going back to the receivers, um, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black, and Nico Collins were all in the same recruiting class. They're all juniors, and especially DPJ and Tariq Black were just really, really, really hyped up. Um and their freshman year, they kind of underperformed. Tariq Black ended up injuring his foot, which was really, really disappointing. So he was out much of the season. And then DPJ just didn't look as good as we thought he would. But I think a big part of it was we didn't have quarterbacks who could really throw it to him that well. And we didn't have an offensive line that could protect the quarterback. So they were able to throw it really well. So the whole system kind of collapsed. But people weren't too high on them freshman year, their freshman year. And then their sophomore year, we were all hyped up because they were going to be back and like we had Shea Patterson who's going to actually be able to throw them the ball. Lo and behold, Tariq Black breaks his other foot. I don't remember if it was breaking his foot. That was the injury, but he injured something on his foot ankle area. Um, so DB, or Tariq was out another year. DBJ looked great. And then Nico Collins emerged um, as another shining star, super great um, receiver. Um, and then this year we're supposed to have all four, DBJ, Tariq Black, Nico Collins, Ronnie Bell, who's also fantastic. Um, DPJ was out the first couple games of the season. My heart was broken. He is my favorite player on the team. Uh, I think he had a 
high ankle sprain, something like that, if I remember. But he was back against Wisconsin. It was just really disappointing because we have those fantastic receivers. You would expect that, you know, they would dominate the game. Um, and you just didn't notice them as much as you would like to. But keep an eye open for those receivers. If our quarterbacks learn how to throw the ball better and our receivers learn to get open better, uh, good things could happen there. Then also our two tight ends that get some playing time, Sean McCune, who is now injured. He got injured against Wisconsin, and Nick Eubanks. Um, we, we throw to our tight ends a decent amount. So, yeah, keep them in mind too. Okay, so going into defense. Um, we don't have as many big names on defense as we did last year, so I kind of struggled to figure out who to talk about here because as soon as I was like, let's talk about this player, I'm like, well, then we have to talk about this player. Last year, you could easily point to Devin Bush, Chase Winovich, and Rashawn Gary as our three big names on defense. And I think part of the struggle this year is we don't have like a clear leader on defense. We don't really know who's carrying the team on that end. Um, it's just, it's kind of frustrating because I have all these names. I'm like, I could talk about this person, but like, they like sometimes show up and then this person sometimes shows up. So all that being said, I most of the defense, like it, it's just hard to pick who to talk about. But I definitely want to talk about Ambry Thomas, who's number one. He's a cornerback because he had a really cool story. Um, shortly before the season began, he was diagnosed with colitis. Apparently he lost like a lot of weight, couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs and he was out indefinitely, which is completely understandable. But he made it sort of a personal goal to be able to play this season, which we literally like, we we were just like, oh, Ambry Thomas is out. That sucks. But he played the first game. He gained all that weight back. He played the first game and was phenomenal. He like, he, Ambry Thomas is like a super inspirational story and great football player, great, great cornerback. So that's definitely a player to look for. Um, they put him on special teams sometimes too. So you can watch for him there. And then, um, maybe I should start with, okay, I'm going to go in a weird order. Sorry guys, because I just talked about, um, a cornerback. So I'm going to go into the safeties, I guess we're going to go backwards. Um, Josh Metellus is number 14. He's someone who, um, got some playing time last year, looked good. He's back. So I'd look for him. Brad Hawkins, um, number 20, also a safety. He had a lot of tackles against Wisconsin, I think. So he's someone to look for. Honestly, if you don't watch football super closely, I don't know which specific defensive players to point you to. Like this guy is going to make all the tackles. Like maybe, yeah, it's just kind of hard to know. So (laughs) bear that in mind. I'm just giving you some names here. So hopefully some of them will start to sound familiar as you go through the season. Um, our, our, uh, middle linebacker, Josh Ross is number 12 and he was sort of supposed to replace Devin Bush at that position. So, and I, I'm, I'm just so ambivalent about our defense. Like I'm not going to give any of my takes on any of these guys. Um, Kalik Hudson, uh, also a linebacker. He is a captain and he's number seven. So yeah, and then um, our defensive ends, so our Chase Winovich's and our Rashawn Gary's of this year, are Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, and Mike Dana. All three of them have gotten some playing time. Um, all three of them have a lot of potential. They don't have quite the like the mouth of Chase Winovich, who's like, I think a lot of uh, what made Chase Winovich Chase Winovich is he was constantly trash-talking and out there and had the enthusiasm and the energy and... Um, None of them quite have that factor, but like Aiden Hutchinson had a great game against Army. Uh, Mike Dan is a transfer from CMU who was potentially supposed to be able to come in and completely replace Chase Winovich. I think it's 
maybe too soon to tell because the three games that we've watched are, I mean, especially the most recent, our defense has just kind of fallen apart. But those are definitely names to watch out for. And then really quickly, the last thing I'm going to mention is on special teams, um, our kickers are Jake Moody, who's number two. Love Jake Moody. I don't think he's missed a field goal yet. And Quinn Nordine, who's number three. Um, I think Quinn Nordine is a senior and Jake Moody's a sophomore. I forgot to write this down, so I'm, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, for some reason, we're keeping them both. Uh, Harley and I both very strongly feel that Jake Moody should be our only kicker, but we have them both. Um, and then Will Hart, who is our punter, which he's just really, really great. And good punters don't get enough credit because all they do is punt but he's one of the best punters in the country um definitely I don't know keep an eye out for him it's hard not to keep an eye out for him like when he punts like what are you gonna watch except for him but yeah um so that's pretty much my summary of the Michigan football roster at the moment if you guys have any other ideas of what you want these midweek podcasts to be if you have any questions um I know sometimes if you want to start following football it's like where do you even start especially I've experienced that when I like there's a new team not like a new team but like I want to start following this team for whatever reason and then you watch a game and you're like this just isn't fun because I don't know who any of these guys are but there's no like 101 like who are all these players so um yeah we want to be that resource for you guys so let us know if there's anything else we can do don't forget to follow uh, me and the podcast and harley on instagram and twitter and also please 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 subscribe if you listen to this whole thing uh and leave us a review if you want and i'm not gonna ask anything more of you guys have a great week bye yeah